This is AJ Bingham, CEO of The Bingham Group. I want to give a personal thank you to the Lowy Law Firm for their podcast sponsorship. The Lowy Law Firm is the premier personal injury law firm in Austin, having recovered tens of millions of dollars for their clients since 2005. Now on with the show. Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. Today's episode is brought to you by the Lowy Law Firm, delivering top-notch customer service in the Austin area. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of the Bingham Group. Our guest today is a returning guest, Jason John Michael, the Assistant Director of Smart Mobility with the Austin Transportation Department. Welcome back to the show, Jason. Good afternoon, AJ. Well, it's been a while since our last talk, and I know right when we had that conversation, um, the city, well, dot, or dockless scooters were just uh, proliferating. And this was the time when you were looking to do the pilot for dockless bikes in the same, that same week in June. Um, scooters came on the market and you know so I think it's apt time to follow up with you there's been in that span a lot of uh, news about scooter share um, nationally internationally nationally and then obviously in Austin particularly with ACL fest going on right now so I want to get to it to that before I do though for those who hadn't heard our last discussion can you just go about over your background and your role with ATD Sure. So, uh, uh, 25 years uh, in the private sector, helping deploy and 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 implement smart mobility technologies on behalf of governments. Um, and now, after the 25 years, I've um, I've come to the city of Austin uh, to help um, uh, lead a group, a team um, here at uh, at the city with the Austin Transportation Department. Uh, and we're, we're focused on new mobility. We're focused on, on emerging mobility solutions, the business solutions and technologies that come with that, and how we bring those to market here in Austin, Texas. Great, great. So you have a, you're very much in the national stage on all things smart mobility. If I can toot your, toot your horn for you. Um, at a high level, what are you hearing from your colleagues at you know these at conventions or conferences you go to um, about just the, well, really about scooter share, right? So it, it's really moving the needle. That's what we've all uh, determined is that um, there is a lot of latent, uh, untapped demand, unsupplied with no supply in every downtown city core. There's a lot of short trips. Those short trips. Um, uh, are traditionally done through uh, walking uh, all the way transit and then lastly you can consider getting in your vehicle all by yourself in southern cities uh, where we don't have a level of densification that, that that helps transit proliferate like it has in some of our more densified city partners north of us um, we find ourselves with that most of that latent short car short trip demand being car trips mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where we've noticed the biggest uh, uh, impact by these these scooters, by the by the dockless scooter and bike share companies, has been in that short trip throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, in Austin, we estimate that that's somewhere around um, three hundred thousand or so trips a month that are done in the in the zero to three mile range by a car. Um, in the month of July in Austin with dockless scooters and bikes, we offset 137,000 of those trips mm-hmm. by introducing or helping enable the private sector to introduce this new mode of transportation in Austin. Does that include with the reduced car trips, uh, car share, I mean, it's all car sharing and 
taxis and everything else, or just is it is it parsed out? Or is it all just purely car trips were reduced? Car trips were kinds. reduced of okay. all kinds. We're we're not sure as far as how much that eroded into the TNC marketplace necessarily, mm-hmm. but we do know that a lot of those trips did happen around lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, right now, until all cities can find ways to. Um, begin collecting data in a different way. We're, we're, we're collecting this data as if it's part of the overall mode split of, of active transportation to vehicular transportation. Mm-hmm. I know, speaking of collecting data, there was an article that Wired, had, Wired Magazine had last month that talked about that and cities, different, the different municipalities' approaches to that. Um, I know some cities are creating their own uh, internal software, and there are a few uh, options coming to the market now to off, off, offload that service, you know, through a third party provider. What's the city of Austin's approach to that? So we're in a, we're very much uh, paying attention to what's happening. Those platforms, if you will, or platform as a service uh, companies that um, are finding ways to um, develop uh, solutions that help with digital enforcement or the ability to collect uh, uh, uh information on, on use, et cetera, is a great way to do that by connecting to the company's APIs. You can get the data much more quickly or more readily available, and then you can do uh, levels of spot enforcement and other things also. Uh, here in the city of Austin, we are a, uh, we currently utilize a platform called Ride Report to, that we were using for our, our bicycle network. So we were utilizing this platform to better understand where uh, what are the most appropriate places for bike lanes and for bike facilities. Um, It just so happens that that particular third-party service has been paying attention to everything happening in Dockless. Dockless in 2018 is pretty much the year of Dockless. Um, And um, we're finding ways to to leverage the service that we have now to get some of what we need. Mm -hmm. Going forward, it's going to really be based on how we change our ordinance over time. Uh, if someone were to ask me today, uh, where are we in the, in the realm of Dockless, I would say that if it's a novel, we're about halfway through the chapters. I think there's still more to happen. There's more technology to, to come. Uh, things like having uh, uh, vehicle standards. There's no vehicle standards yet. You know, there's a couple of different manufacturers of scooters. There's more on their way. And so understanding what is going to be considered to be a standard vehicle design and type uh, or what are the specifications around what that would look like are, are still yet to come. Yeah. And considering a year from this uh, prior to this conversation, this wasn't even, this mode of transit wasn't even, uh, I would have contemplated that or thought there would be fleets of these things you're rolling around town. So, exactly. I mean, it's interesting to me. I, I, this was a book, I think it's really, to me, one of those choose your own adventure books, if people remember <laughs> those, where, I, you know, because it just would happen so fast. And again, from our earlier, our past conversation, the just the evolution and proliferation, proliferation of all these modes of transit, um, yeah, it's, I feel like you're scratching the surface. I, again, I wouldn't have imagined. Just I, in 25 years, I've never had a, a new type of mobility service move this amount of people in this short a period of time. Because it was cars, then bikes, this, and then... Right, what's next? Yeah, you know, pod, I mean, yeah pods and... Pods, which has been talked about, at least I know, in the city of Austin in the last last 10 years, at different, different points. Oh, certainly. Uh, and and more, more to come. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's still uh, air transportation left mm-hmm. as well. And uh, we, we have companies come to us with new concepts of what would be an automated 
drone taxi as well. So there's all kinds of things out there in the world of new mobility. Uh, And it's just trying to find ways to connect new supply to that latent demand that's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you asked the question earlier, what, what are we seeing as far as cities go? And I talked a little bit about the good. There is also, uh, you know, some, some challenges associated with this new mode, and that is around safety. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that, you know, what Dockless has done is it's, it's raised the tide of the entire active transportation uh, marketplace and landscape. And areas of, of uh, this of a city where there are already uh, challenges with say safe bicycle riding and vehicles what we're noticing with dockless is, is those those particular areas are going to be more exacerbated as far as the level of uh, um, possible safety risks so Just that's the frequency of use the frequency uh, you know we're a city that has embraced uh, cycling and, and active transportation maybe more so than some other southern cities but we still have a lot of work to do and so do and it's a, a level of education um, it's easy for someone who's used to riding a bike to always be able to recognize that they need to check uh, before they turn right if they're driving a car you know they check right over their right shoulder behind them in case there's a cyclist coming but you don't think about the scooters in the same way yet and so and the scooter folks aren't thinking about how they need to make sure they're more visible in the street landscape and mm-hmm. because they're typically novice users these are folks that weren't riding a bicycle who decided to ride a scooter today. These are usually um, families, people coming downtown, uh, business people, uh, visitors that are utilizing this new mode of transportation to get around our city. And, And those folks may not be as well trained to know what to look for, as well as how to get around the city in the most safe and appropriate way. Mm-hmm. On that note, too, just because there have been some articles in the last few week, recent weeks about just pedestrians, or like safety related scooter share for pedestrians, for drivers, and the riders of those scooters themselves, there is a responsibility on the part of the um, of the you know the, of the scooter companies. Um, just where where is that line? I mean, I guess what is the collaboration, if any, with the city? In those companies and ensuring safety, and that includes enforcement, uh, posted rules and regulations of their use. So yeah, we're we're working with everyone, partnering with everyone uh, on this, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that that we're all working as in in close as lockstep as possible. Uh, I would say that the companies have been very uh, uh, responsive to our requests for for safety, for data around that safety, etc. Really, with any, this is a brand new mode. Yes, the the type of vehicle that's being used has been around for a little while, um, but how it's being used and the businesses by which it's uh, um, presented to the users is different. And the users, the people using them is different. They, they, they don't get used to this device. They don't take it home. They don't give it a name, <laughs> those kind of things. And so, um, you know, it's changing how we get to the rider. I would say that everyone has a role to play in safety, both government, the private sector, but in some, more importantly, and what's becoming critically important is the rider. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, government is creating regulations by which enables a business solution to deliver service. That business solution is delivering a service. It is the responsibility of the rider to make sure that you're using the surface, the service uh, appropriately. Same would hold true if you were uh, uh, renting a, a rental car. Um, I think 
right now that would be the same kind of approach that would be taken if there was a rental car accident, an accident with two cars and one of them was a rental car, the, the moving violation is to the driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's that's what needs to happen with the scooters. The folks that are riding the scooters need to understand that you can't run red lights, um, you can't do hit and runs and run into somebody and leave the scene. That you need to be a responsible person in the transportation landscape. Do you know? Because I don't know off the top of my head where the scooters fit in that. Like you know, in case of this, if if I ran into a car or you know if I collided with someone. And left the seat, you know, scooter, scooter away. What is that classified as? I mean, we we took in our ordinance, they're classified as a bicycle. We okay. followed the state law on bicycles, so they have to have the, the same specifications and requirements that a bicycle has for this for those purposes. Okay, because it was a two wheel device. It just it, that's where it fits. Gotcha. Um, and then the last question I want to touch on just or your where we're at with the pending rules for deployment and operation of shared small vehicle mobility systems. It's a mouthful, um, isn't it? Yes, yes. I'm <laughs> sure there's an acronym someplace in your manuals. But what, where are we at with that? And for those who don't know, uh, this is a rulemaking that was posted, proposed rulemaking that was posted on October, October 3rd. Is that right? So this is, uh, we're in emergency rules. We adopted an emergency ordinance and emergency rules in May. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was before our June podcast uh, that you mentioned earlier. So, um, We've been working under those emergency rules up until now, okay. and so we're we're actually going through the process of finalizing those rules and making them final. Um, and so that'll that'll start. It's already out for public comment that that closes uh, early November, and then that kicks off the final rules posting process, which is about a two week process. After that's done. Um, then the rules are pretty much final. There's a there's a period for uh, appeals that happens that will take us through the timeline. Uh, takes us all the way into January. Okay. And for those curious, the listeners curious, we'll post the link to the rulemaking site for you to view the, view the current uh, proposed rules and um, uh, the addresses for you for submitting comment as well on the rules. Yes. So. Yeah, definitely look forward to public comments on right. this. Well, Jason, thank you for your time. Um, who knows what we're talking to, what we'll be talking about next. Um, I'll definitely look forward to having you back on the show. Great. Thank you, AJ. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts. Thank you to our sponsor, The Lowy Law Firm. You can find more information about them in the show notes.